Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We would be honored if you would join us. Peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall free me. Hey guys, that quote is the code that all Sith from their ancient inception of Bane's Rule of Two had to follow in order to become masters of the dark side. So, today, I thought I'd go over the author, creator of that code, a powerful ancient Sith named Sorzus Sin. Now, she was an expert in creating living biological weapons and plagues through Sith alchemy. Like all of the first Sith Lords, Sorzus Sin started out as a member of the Jedi Order, before joining Ajunta Pal, who I did a video on as well, and his exiled Dark Jedi during the Hundred Year Darkness. She and the rest of the exiled Jedi subjugated the red-skinned native Sith species on Corbin and christened themselves the first of the Sith Lords. There, she would write a journal, which chronicled her encounters with the pure-blood Sith natives, her exploration in alchemy, the formation of the Sith Order, and the Sith Code. When she was a Jedi, she along with the other followers of Ajunta Pal would become the first Dark Lord of the Sith, fled the Order when the Jedi High Council forbade them from studying the dark side of the Force. Soon after, she and the other Dark Jedi would engage in a century-long war against the Jedi in an attempt to overthrow them in what would become known as the Hundred Year Darkness. Embracing the teaching of dark side alchemy, Sorzus became one of the top leaders of the Dark Jedi. Using the power that alchemy provided her, she created and spawned many bioengineered horrendous monstrosities to unleash against the Jedi during the war. Though despite those efforts, Sorzus along with the Dark Jedi were eventually defeated. However, she wasn't killed. She, Ajunta Pal, and the ten other surviving Dark Jedi were exiled from Republic by the Jedi Order. Having heard rumors and gathered information during the war about a species who possessed a special knowledge of the dark side of the Force, called the Sith, she steered the Dark Jedi survivors towards the unknown regions in the Outer Rim to make sure neither the Jedi nor the Republic could follow them. After finally finding the homeworld of these Sith on the planet Corbin, the Dark Jedi landed in the burial ground for the Sith species Kings, called the Valley of the Sleeping Kings, which would later be converted into the Valley of the Dark Lords, where most Sith Lords would be placed in tombs after their deaths. Not long after subjugating the natives, and Ajunta Pal ascended to becoming the first Dark Lord of the Sith, Sorzus began her first diary, which she titled Book of the Sith, Exile and Arrival. In it, she detailed the Jedi Order's founding on the planet Titan. She covered the events of the war and the triumph of the Dark Jedi on Korriban, she went over the start of the culture of the Sith natives, along with their traditions. She also wrote about the weapons and artifacts that the conquered Sith had constructed. She made mentions of Sith alchemy and went over Sith magic incantations. As the newly formed Sith Empire spread out beyond Korriban to other worlds, the exiles mapped out the Sith worlds and hyperspace routes. On their capital world of Zyost, the former Dark Jedi built their own palaces and formed the Sith Council under the leadership of Ajunta Pal. 
Sorzeus, though, hoped that this rule would soon come to an end. She wanted to be the Dark Lord. In the years that followed, Sorzeus would use her Sith alchemy to create three artifacts of immense dark side power, known as the Great Amulets. The first, called the Mir Talisman, which she gave to a Sith Lord named Karnes Mir. Now I'm going to be covering his story and powers of the amulet in future episodes, so stay tuned for that. The second, known as the Drapa Talisman, was crafted specifically for the Sith Lord named Remulus Drapa. Sorzeus wanted the two Siths, Karnes and Remulus, to battle each other for possession of each other's amulets. She hoped the amulet she gave to Remulus would also trap his spirit, but the Sith Lord was able to alter it to serve his own purposes. The third and most powerful amulet she wanted to make for herself. Now the details surrounding this talisman were largely lost to history, though Luke Skywalker would express hopes that it, along with other such amulets, had not survived the passage of the millennia. During her studies of the native Sith species, she discovered that their blood was very similar to their own, to such an extent that crossbreeding through alchemy was possible. She would return to Korriban from Zyost with a group of priests and slaves to open the sealed tomb of an ancient Sith pureblood emperor, who rested with the temple known as the Cloister of Bilius Tormen, in the newly christened the Valley of the Dark Lords. She believed that within the temple's inner sanctum was the source of a nexus of dark side energy. The endeavor would cause her to lose about 40 slaves to the various deadly booby traps within the temple, but she did record her experiences in the Book of the Sith. By at the end of the seventh day, she lost an additional six slaves as she entered a different tomb, the Sanctum of Sacra Kla, which had been sealed in for over 10,000 years. Within, she uncovered the holocron of King Nakgru, which held the secret history of the Sith pureblood, as well as various alchemic scrolls, and preserved the body of a predator creature called a Terentatek, which was a giant creature that fed off the blood of Force Sensitives. Now, the name actually kind of reminds me of the creature from Dooku's homeworld, Sereno, the Terataka. After this exhibition and others on different worlds, Sorzeus would begin to study Sith sorcery in addition to Sith alchemy. At the end of her life, Sorzeus constructed her own holocron, which would later be found by Darth Bane, and help inspire him to form the Rule of Two. And that's all the information that I could find on Sorzeus Sin, or Sign, it's S-Y-N. She was powerful, but her importance lies more in her recording her history of her own time, as well as that of the ancient Sith pureblood species. Her effect on the Sith Order in its various different incarnations can still be felt up to Luke's time, at least in Legends, and has left a horrible lasting legacy on the galaxy as a whole. Hope you guys enjoyed this Legends video. Leave a like if you did. I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.